And we're back. Episode 4 of Lifting the Lid on the official Emirates FA Cup podcast coming your way now. So far, we've had Bobby Zamora, Jermaine Beckford, Jonathan Walters and Crouchy on the pod. And today we've got our second Jermaine, Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine Pennant has played for 15 different clubs across his career, from Arsenal to Billericay Town, with Liverpool, Stoke and Real Zaragoza in between. He was a brilliant player, making his Arsenal debut at 16 and going on to appear in the FA Cup final and Europa League for Stoke, as well as the Champions League early stages with Liverpool. Today's episode is about reputation and dealing with being labelled a bit of a bad boy. We hear more about where he grew up and what was going on around him then and throughout his career. Here's the chat. Sid, we're back. We are back. <laughs> back again. I love this. It's so good. I was going to say, how good has this it been? It has been brilliant. We've had some top class guests, yeah. some real insight. It's been brilliant. Just sitting in a chat with your mates. I know. So I'm good, isn't it? Sensational. Who are we chatting to today then? Oh, today, someone I know really well. Yeah. Um, probably one of the finest talents to come through any academy in my generation. Uh, I was lucky enough to come through with him at Arsenal. His nickname was Paninho. <laughs> what Coming a nickname, through the by academy the way. ranks at Arsenal. It is the one and only Jermaine Pennant. Oh, I love Jermaine. What a lad. And what are we discussing uh, with Jermaine? We are going to be talking reputation. Uh, something that I really want to divulge in with him because something that he probably would admit has followed him round and a tag that's, that's followed him round and did it really hinder his progression as a, as a player? You know, did he get to the real heights that he should have done? Right, well, let's find out. Let's go. Jermaine Pennant, everyone. How are you, mate? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah. How's the golf going? Um, at the minute, rubbish. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so it is about reputation. It's come out, we're straight out with it. Are you a bad boy? Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm a bad boy. No. I've done bad boy things, but I, as a person, I'm not a bad boy. I've made stupid mistakes at a young age, which got in the public eye, and then it was very hard to shrug that off and then automatically get labelled. What, what, was, what was life like growing up in Nottingham? Like, let's go back, way back. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about growing up. You know, you had footballers, uh, not maybe a main focus at the time, but, you know, as a, as a hobby or an out. But what was it like growing up where you was in Nottingham? Uh, it, was, it was tough, it was rough. It was full of, you know, drugs, full of crime. Gang warfare, um, got cars in the middle of it. But I always just love football. I always loved playing football, so I never really got involved. And um, only recently that I got told that my dad spoke to all my friends who were probably a little bit old, older, who I was hanging out with, and told them, if you're going to go and do any you know, stuff that you go and do, make sure my son's not involved. Wow, and you only uh, found it out recently? And I've only found it a couple of years ago, yeah. Um, from from, from the from boys, that? yeah, because wow. you know, we're still in a group chat. But obviously, you know, some of my friends have been to prison, some of them have been, you know, and they, this and that. And there, yeah, they said to you, uh, when you was younger, about 13, you know, 13, 14, your dad said, look, make sure he's... So I always wonder, what, you know, where, where the boys going, yeah, can I come? And they was going, no, 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 you can't. So they like, would say, like, yeah, no, yeah, you can't they would come. have to say, no, we're, we're going somewhere, you can't come. And I was like, why? I was thinking, like, I thought we were yeah. boys here. Now it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So living throughout those times and around those sort of bad things happening, was football your sort of like distraction? And yeah, I just love playing football all the time. And, and the thing is, you know, it, it sounds crazy now, but back then it was just the norm. Them kind of things going on. Obviously, being brought up in that, it's just the norm. It's just a mm. life. So you're not, you don't know any any better or any different. So, but football, I always just love playing football. Yeah. Um, get up any time in the morning and play and, you know, for my local team and then it just, you know, kind of progressed onto your school and then getting trials for Moscow and then, you know, making fuss and then, you know. Absolutely. And who were your footballing heroes growing up? Who did you look up to? Uh, it, it went through stages, obviously, because my dad was a Liverpool fan and he used to watch the VCRs of Liverpool, you know, <laughs> <laughs> get the video Classic. in there and press play. <laughs> ah, come on, Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you still do that now, I see you on Instagram, you're there. Oh, well, I still do that, get me right. And then, um, yeah, so I kind of like followed my dad since I could really play football, like get into football. And then it was John Barnes, 
Kano was my hero. Then it got um, up to Robert Fowler, yeah. Michael Owen, wow. and it just kind of. When I started playing with, with, with Fowler and Owen, I had, to con- I had to take it back a bit. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. It's Actually, brilliant, though, isn't it? Looking yeah. at them as heroes and idols, and then you're in the same dressing room. What was that them? like? It, it was good because I can remember what I told Robbie after training one time, I was just sitting down stretching, and I was like, I felt like a big kid. I was like, Robbie, do you know when I was younger, we used to have you on the back of my shirt. <laughs> Groupie. <laughs> he looked at me when you're right. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, don't like, it's funny. So. We talk about football, what's your, what's your earliest memories of FA Cup? Oh, it's, it was one of the best competitions, one of the best courts. We just love watching it. Does it matter, even if it wasn't my team? Um, and the, 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 the thought of the lower teams be, you know, oh, beating the, mm. the big dogs and the underdogs and all that, always had that history. And there was always one team that would get knocked out by, you know, a non-league or... So, their memories here are, are fantastic. Absolutely. And then... Signed for Arsenal at a very young age. Uh, Next to this fella, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, see this, right? <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> and, and Steve was in charge of looking after you, I hear. Yeah, so the day, the day he signed, Liam Brady pulled me. Um, pulled me aside and said, listen, we're signing a lad from Nottingham. It's a lot of money. Because we didn't know at the time, you know, it was £2 million. But things like that didn't get banded around. It was just, it, was, it came in the papers later on. But he said, look, we're signing a lad from Nottingham. I need you to look after him. He's coming from a tough place. Need you to take him under your wing, show him the ropes, show him how to, show him how to behave, yeah. and uh, yeah, try, I tried to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say he failed, like, but he did a good I job. Tried, I tried to do it as much as I could, but um, yeah, and then he come through the door, and he was like, a joke. He was so just good. a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Just, I mean, we had a ridiculous team anyway, didn't we? I mean, the talent, talent was f- f- phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And then, but when he came in, he just he just blended in and just made, just it just, just it just came in with ease because we were such a talented group and we had lads from different backgrounds as well from London and South London, and all over all over the country. And then Jay just came in and was just like, this is this is for me. Did you yeah. find it easy to adapt? Oh no, one hundred percent. Like I said, when I came in there, obviously I was a little bit scared, you know, leaving home and then coming into big London, seeing what I was going to get myself into, but. Like I said, Sid and all the boys, there was all on the level, all on the same level. So I fit in just literally, it's like being back at home, you know, yeah. kind of hanging with my friends, they were the good banter, um, but also being so talented. So when you're surrounded by talented players and good friends as well, you just enjoy it even more, which we did, and hence why we was a very successful youth team. Absolutely. You said you know, when you first came in, you know, at the age of 15, you were just yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. this guy is... Unbelievable. Well, like, he's, he's undoubtedly the best crosser of the ball I've seen, right, at that age. Yeah. And then you start going through his career and you start talking to people that have played with him. I think we had Crouch on, didn't we, in a previous Yeah, you just said episode, like, at Liverpool. He, and he was ping, like, ping, ping, oh, ping. I had to do find a big man. Here you go, get on your crouch here, <laughs> have that. But it's not even, it, it was like literally every delivery. But one thing that he had special was that he could run full tilt and cross the ball. Like people might think that sounds easy, mm. but it's, it's, it's the, one of the hardest skills to do yeah. and put it on a sixpence for people as well. Um, at ABS break, literally would just pull the handbrake up. But the, the thing that was funny was he used to play with his laces undone. He was that sort of laid back. <laughs> he used to just play with his laces yeah. undone. And there'd be times where we'd have a youth team game and, he'd, and, he'd, and, he'd, and he wouldn't, just, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's having a stinker, but he looked disin- disinterested. Yeah. Probably because it was either too easy. And we'd be like, Jay, come on. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And, was, and be, there, there was a few games where the first team may not have played on a Saturday, they might have played on a Sunday or a Monday. So they was training at the training ground when we played. And then for 60 minutes, 70 minutes, he'd be having a nightmare. All of a sudden, Arsene Wenger walks over <laughs> and then like, he'll look over and he'll just start score two and assist two and just out of nowhere. Yeah, I said they're playing on Sunday, so sometimes you would get even some of the younger boys. So you get, I know for sure, Ashley, Parliv, mm. and that sort of time, and uh, a few others, another senior player would come and watch. And automatically, I thought, right, I've got, to, I've got to produce a goods here. All right, come on, fix up, yeah. get into gear, and then I would have a storm again, probably set up and set up a couple of goals or something. So, just, yeah. literally, could you just switch like yeah, that though? Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Like that. I mean, the, the, FA, the FA Youth Cup final was was one of the biggest, um, or well, was the biggest competition around. We went yeah. back to back. But the second year, in when year. 
we beat Blackburn 5-0, five nil, five nil, I think, in the first, first leg. It, it, it was basically Jermaine Pennant 5, but uh, Blackburn 0, because he, he tore him to pieces. Tore him to pieces. He didn't, he didn't play the second leg, did you? And um, Arson didn't put, play him in the second leg because they had a little uh, a friendly against Barcelona. Yeah. So he just thought, it's either, that was too easy or well, the job's already done, so mm. we're going to play him in a little testimonial friendly at Ibury against Barcelona. And to be fair, everyone would think, well, oh, amazing. But I was absolutely gutted that I wasn't with my blood, with the boys yeah. to yeah. celebrate. Um, I think we'd lost 3-1, but 5-3 yeah. on aggregate. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just gutted that I wasn't there with them. And with that price tag at such a young age, did you feel the pressure at all? Um, not, not in the early stage, because I think... I was too more in the academy, I was with the youth, I was, mm. we, we was all together. So it didn't feel like I was any different. Um, all right, I got bought for a lot of money, but it just, it just the only name we got was Paninio and Wizkid. Yeah, the for the transfer. But I didn't feel any pressure. The only time I started probably feeling the pressure is when I went into the, the first team, when I started going to the dressing room and then I had to try and you know, break through. That's when the pressure started to kick in. But playing with the, with the lads in the youth team yeah. was just... We, pressure, we had such a special yeah. bond, um, and he was never even that one where, like, sort of a big time Charlie sort of tag. Even from our lot, from the from the original group that was there when he came in, it wasn't as if oh, you know he's not one of us. He, he came in and we just had a, a, a massive bond. But you say there about that step up then from youth team to first team. That was going fine on the pitch, but mm. what was it like off the pitch? You said you've come down from Nottingham to London. Was was it hard to control? West End going out. Ah, oh, yeah, it was. It was, it was combining, so combining es- football and especially when you're not getting your breakthrough that you thought you would be getting. Right. When it's not coming as as quick as it should have been, yeah, you're getting yeah. snippets here, doing there, and then you get the manager telling you doing great in training, and then they thinking, so why not ever bringing me on mm. or giving me a chance? Why do you think that is? Why do you think? Why do you I, think? Do you know? I, I look back now and I think I, I don't think English players was really getting that opportunity at Arsenal mm. back that era. You look now, it would be totally different yeah. in, in football in general. But I think in that era, era that are not a lot of English players really, really getting pushed through from the academy. It wasn't really thought I was getting foreign players. So mm. that was always going to be a tough. And then on top of that, I was trying to break into the Invincible. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's not an easy team. I, 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 yeah. you know, I was just fighting, well, I won't lose it, but I was just fighting a really tough battle. And then that started to get in my head, started to get frustrated. And I've not got that personal to that professional, that attitude, it's not always been up there anyway. So to have that go through and think, oh, I'm not getting a chance. And then you've got West End, I'm not playing next weekend. Then all right, lads, the boys are going out, all right, I'll come out and have a few. And then, you know, that's when you take a slippery, a sli- a slippery path. And at the time when you were doing it, were you like, I shouldn't really be going out here? Or I, sh- I should be like getting, trying to get into the first team? Or were you thinking? Ah, I was just thinking. Well, I work hard all week in training. Um, we'll go on a Friday, work hard, and if I'm in the squad, amazing. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm not in the squad. Come in, train on Saturday. I'll go out on a Saturday night with the boys, have Sunday off. Um, but I went out once, and <laughs> I was starting the next day, but I didn't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> that well, was your that was your Premier League debut, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I thought I was going to the bench. What was your actual? Arsenal debut like I think it was in the League Cup I think it was the, it was the League Cup yeah it was against yeah. Middlesbrough way back in we used to like when when someone got promoted or was having a chance we used to like lads used to get right behind them yeah so, so we, at Highbury the youth team was to sit right behind the dugout and if one of, one, if one of our lads was on the bench or if they were going to be playing there'd be a party going on the paddock they used to call the paddock right yeah. behind and you used to see the lads going go on like, like getting up and cheering so yeah. when, he, when he was getting his breakthrough and getting in there, we was buzzing. Like, and half of them knew I went out as well, though, so they're probably like, this going, oh, no. Oh, yeah, so, so yeah, but when he, when he got his, uh, his debut for Borough, the first one, we'd come yeah. on to the Southampton one, but when he, when he was getting in and then playing, because he'd go up with them, play, come back down with us, yeah. always come down our end of the building and be like, what's he like, what's he like? To train me, what's that like? And yeah. he'd be like, ah, it's all right, it's, you know. <laughs> what was oh, it? I was always, always laid back. So I'd go, yeah, it's tough, you know, cheery, big tone, you know, Marky. <laughs> tone? Yeah, Marky scares me. But apart from that, <laughs> you know, Henri's oh, is... a joke. Yeah. But what was that debut like? <sighs> it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's something like you, some of the things you'll never forget, you know, yeah. Champions Leagues and, but making your debuts at, at big teams like that at such a young age, you'll never forget them. 
And obviously my first Premier League debut was, was um, a scary time. But then after that final whistle, it was amazing. So before, that, before the Southampton debut, you go on loan before that, didn't you? Yeah, I was, I was I had a few loan spells to Watford, Watford and, two at uh, Leeds. Watford Leeds. and then Leeds. Yeah. And then that's when I came back in. What, what were those like? I, I, it was good, it was a great experience. Um, it was just, again, I was with Paolo Vanazza, who was at Arsenal with us, and then he was, he kind of structured the deal to go to, because um, Gianco Vialli was the manager yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, so I had two spells under him. And no, I've I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed playing, you know, first team football. Mm. Okay, we had a lot of academy stuff and a lot of success. And it yeah. was amazing, you know, just, just playing them games. But actually playing in front of the crowd, you know, getting that buzz and seeing, you know, the whole professional game side of it, it was great. And I did really enjoy the experiences. And every time I had a chance to go on loan, I would, I would always make sure I take it. And when you were on loan, um, I think Arsenal won the FA Cup twice. Mm. Were you sort of sat there going, oh, I wish I could be part of that? Or were you going, no, nah, I'm learning my trade here sort of thing? Oh, no, you always wish you, you can be a part of your team. But, you know, if, 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 that, if that door's not open, then you've got to... It, it's like going on loans to showcase your skill, why yeah. you should be playing. Um, or, you know, because the, the, I'm sure Arson would have been keeping an eye on sending out his scouts at every game I played. So I knew every game I'd play, it would mean, you know, not just playing for Watford, it would mean actually yeah. trying to help my career at Arsenal as well. What was it like, because when we was with each other, and again, lot people, with the birth of Humber John, what was it about sort of living a life that's not really real? I mean, yeah. when you're in a football, you just see the football life. But what was it like growing up? in terms of when we were at Arsenal and you were on your own? Because you were in digs at first, but then... I was digs for six months with Clem. Yeah, yeah. So, so after that, though, you are on your own. What was it like going out on loan, living on your own? Did you miss that kind of a family figure? Not so yeah. much a father figure, but did you have any kind of that surrounding you that helped you on? Did you I had, I had, a, I had a, my auntie who lived in London at the time. Yeah. But again, all my family, brothers, sisters, father, was, was in Nottingham. My, you know, my friends who I grew up with yeah. was all in Nottingham. So I, I kind of started fresh. I tried to go uh, like City and all, you know, Jerome Thomas, Ashley Cole, Palavas, I keep saying, you know, I could keep going. I made like a new, kind of stopped that life and made a new new life. So I had to kind of start from the beginning. So mm. it was hard. I was kind of on my own at times. And, you, you know, that's where probably a lot of my issues did come from, come through from, from, you know, just being on your own, being isolated. Did no one at the club, like when you were boys coming through, did they not have people sort of like, sort of helping you with this sort of stuff? Um, not, you did, but not as not much, really, not, not really. Not, not, not now. Not now, now not, it's a lot Now bigger. it's everything's yeah. careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got player liaison officers. I mean, yeah. if, if we had a player liaison officer around when, when he broke through, because they do everything, they literally yeah. pay all your bills, get your, your flat, your apartment, so they literally just run your life. And it just, it's just made easier, whereas it was to our own devices, especially yeah. for someone like... A 15 year old from Nottingham. Coming from, coming, coming from nothing, basically, to having, you know, this and that, and not knowing, you know, bills, this, bills, that, fear. Uh, just like, like, like Steve said, it's, you know, someone taking care of that for you would does make a big difference in your life. Big time. And when you go, when you boys, you know, get your first contract and mm. you've gone from like nothing to getting, thousands of pounds a week yeah it's got to be so hard mentally to go right you know i've only just started my career not just go come on let's have it mm. yeah, yeah. You, you you do get it and you the, the first couple of months you just want to enjoy it yeah you know you you go out and, and probably party and you treat yourself and you want to try and get a new car and you try and look for an apartment and you try and live that uh, lavish lifestyle because at, at such a young age you're thinking well this is just the beginning just imagining five years, so, yeah. ten years, you don't actually process it properly. You're just thinking it's never going to end. But in football, it's so quick. Your, your career ends just like that. Absolutely. We've touched on it before. Uh, your Premier League debut. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about the night before. Yeah, let's talk about the night before. Beforehand. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? I was there. I was out that night yeah. as well. It, was, the, like, the, it, it, it escalated quick. And, and if you had said to me, Jermaine's playing tomorrow, I said, got no chance. <laughs> that, like, that. No, it's just no chance. I think anyone in that venue must have thought I was injured or I wasn't playing. <laughs> um, so I thought, all right, I'm going to be on the bench, at least. 
I'm not going to start, no way. We've got Lumberg. There'd be no inkling from... Oh, the, no, 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 no. In team shapes and no... no, no. no. So I thought, right, we've got Lumberg. We've got Perez. Uh, you know, what chance have I got? Sylvan Walter, they're all going to be ahead of me. I'm going to be on the bench. If anything, I might come up for 10 minutes. OK, I could be rough. I've done it plenty of times in training in that youth <laughs> team. So I can get through it. Um, so then, I'll go out. The boys are fuming, saying you're an absolute idiot, mm. effing and blinding. They said you chance, you've got one chance. What are you doing? I'm going, no, don't, just trust me. I'm on the bench. I'll come on. It'll be fine. <laughs> 6 a.m. goes on. I'm, <laughs> I spy myself heading home, probably get home about 7. And then we, we meet, um, they always meet at the Four Season mm. in Canary Wharf, have pre-match meal. And then he, Arsenal's doing his team talk. So I'm like, oh my God, I like this. Just drinking water. Patrick's sitting next to me there and he pulls down the board, says pennant. Because I'm a little bit, you know, yeah. a bit hungover, a bit rough. I thought it's a parlour. So I'm just going like, oh, to <laughs> sat down and he goes, then he's gone. And then he's gone. And pennant. So I've just looked up. He start giving instructions. I'm, then I go, oh, oh no, that's me. <laughs> oh. I mean, oh, no, that's me. Patrick's gone. Jermaine, this is your time. It's not my time. <laughs> it's really not my time, Patrick. But if you knew, it's not. Um, so all through that afternoon, I was just drinking bottles of water in the toilet, hiding. Um, Arson was talking to me there. I was looking this way, and they're probably thinking, is this kid all right? But I still wanted to smell the, the alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. So I hid. So I was thinking, Jermaine, what are you gonna do? Pull your hamstring ten minutes. Just pull your hammy. You know, just cobble off, say gaff up thingy. Just do that. Don't give the ball away. So whistle went. Didn't give the ball away. Everything was kind of easy and fine. After like fifteen minutes, I score. So I'm like, yes. Oh my god, yes. Come off. Told Gav, you want to come off? Put your hand up. Do something. Get off. Score another. And I'm like, all right then. All right. Half time. I'll call it a day. But I scored three before half time. Jeez. So once I've scored three, I've got I'm staying on now. Doesn't matter what I do. Because <laughs> it's, it's the same game that Perez scored. The yeah, no, Perez it? scored. Got, yeah. So did you, did you, who got the ball? So um, I, I so obviously he said, you know, very great for him. He went, now, Jermaine, this is your first one. You can have it. So um, I got all the boys to sign it. Still got it to this day. The, the, the thing I want to just touch on here, like we laugh and joke about it, but. Do you think that was probably one of the worst things that could have happened to you in terms of you going out to then score a hat-trick? Because you probably would have been better off playing, having an absolute shocker. and yeah. learning a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say I didn't have a, I won't say a, a great positive impact, mm. you know, because as you get older, you realise, well, you know, you, one, your body can't do that anymore. Yeah. And two, you start to realise, listen, this is stupid. Um, so maybe it was a little, I'm not saying a blessing, but, you know, because I'd done so well, it probably led to a couple more incidents where I thought I can get away with, mm. which really, really you can't. And did, was, was anyone aware of what had happened? You, Only you... the boys who I went out with and probably threw the boys so the gaffer didn't in the paddock. No, 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 like when we, like I said, like uh, CD says, when you're on the bench, there's a little like paddock area just behind that where all the youth team boys and the players who are not involved sit there, so... They would have all been aware of what, what's going on and the players who knew, who went in the squad knew. And I can remember when I scored the first goal, there was Texas going around, ping, ping, all the boys mm. throwing in. Oh my God, he scored. Wow. So why, why did, after that, you know, what, what an amazing debut, why didn't you think it worked out for you at Arsenal after that? It was weird because I, the next game we played was West Ham. I was on the bench, came on for about 25 minutes. And I think we won 2-1 or 2-0. And... I just thought everything was going great. I thought, right, I've made my debut, scored a hat-trick, what more can I do? What more can a player do? Yeah. Um, but it just didn't progress. I, I, I really don't know why. I was training well, it, just, it didn't progress. And then the more that had happened, the more I started to lose my head because all I wanted to do is play football. And then I'd go out and that's when I got caught drink driving. And then from, from there, that's when it actually just went downhill. So it was the frustration of not playing that you go out and go right, just get angry sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where you needed someone. Especially when yeah. you haven't got the family, you ain't got your friends right. around yeah. you, the, the correct people to, to guide you, which I didn't. You know, I'd want to go out and just you know be get, let my frustration out in a different frustration out in a different way. 
um, led to incidents that built up to obviously getting the bad boy image and and, and obviously things not progressing yeah. as it should have. Or... It was probably quite someone easy led, wasn't you, at that age as well? You, you, like, there have been times where you could have been indoors and then you could have got a phone call saying, we're going to go out, you fancy it? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm sitting on my own, I'll go out. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But you said, you said in previous uh, um, episode that you had loads of people around mm. you who wanted to be with you because you were a footballer. Yeah. Did you have that as well? It was, it was always like that, yeah. There'd, there'd be people who... I look back then, who oh, I'm sitting here now thinking, where? Yeah. Well, couldn't even tell the names anymore, or like, or Jeez, like, it's, but I can remember going out before you get to the door, them standing, maybe not going, Jay, yeah, what's happening? And then, you know, coming in with you, and yeah, people at, at that time being, a, I, I see it now because I look about the players now and mm. see what, see what kind of how they are and how people try and attach. I, I, I see it now. So, but then you're just a bit blase to things, and you just oh yeah, come on, thinking everyone's your mate, but really they've got their own hidden agenda. Yeah, and you mentioned the, the drink driving there. Yeah. Um, you obviously went to prison for it. Uh, how hard was that for you? Oh, it was horrendous. Probably worst worst you know part and time of my life. Uh, I thought genuinely thought that's it. I would never play football again. Serious? Um, yeah, well, I was thinking, well, I do. Who's going to take you uh, to come out of prison? How do you... Was you, was you? was you seriously sitting yourself thinking that? Was you like? Was you? Was it time to reflect, or was it? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Well, nothing else to do yeah. apart from reflecting. I was writing letters to people and apologising. Um, but yeah, I genuinely believe that. How am I going to? I thought, okay, I could get a team, but it's never going to be at a high level. Yeah. I'm never going to achieve anything, you know, remotely. You know, something to talk about, uh, a bit at the top club or stay in the Premier League. Like, who's going to do it? How do you do that? Um, but obviously, I was on loan to Birmingham, and I didn't know. Well, I, I didn't know halfway through the time I was in there is that Birmingham and Arsenal was was um, doing a deal. Yeah, yeah. Doing a deal while I was inside, and then um, Steve Bruce came to visit me in, in prison. Wow. Which was which was eventful because. Um, how did that make you feel? I, it was it was amazing um, to, for him to take his time it's out amazing. of his day to go inside a, a, a full-on, you know, a Category A prison yep. to put himself amongst criminals and, you know, and, and tarnish his name mm. in in a way where it's going to be spoke about. So I thought that was remarkable. And Did that flick a switch? Was that, was that could could have been a sliding doors moment where you'd just gone... Look, he took it. Like, that's a big call for someone to come it's and do a, that. It, yeah, it's a, it's a massive, it's a massive gamble on himself. You know, he's good. Eden must have had to. Um, I, I, I done, I done well when I was alone there. I done, yeah. I, I done great. Um, so that was, you know, easy for him to persuade the club um, to, to take me on. But he had to must have been doing some great persuading. And when you know, when I was when I was there, and he's telling me that we've, we've agreed a deal, I just thought, wow, mm -hmm. I'm gonna when I get out, I'm gonna give you my all. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I got out, it was, I said, yeah, it, it was great. I, I played probably one of my best footballs in, in my career, you know, and on the back of that, crazy enough, I get a move to Liverpool. Would you say Steve Bruce was like, you know, your footballing father figure? Yeah, um, I, I've said this to everyone. I, the people say, who's your best manager? I say the best manager I've had is Arsene Wenger. Mm -hmm. This coaching style and what he can do, you know, as a, to nurture your skill as a player. Um, but as a man-manager, mm. I would say Steve Bruce. I felt I could always go to him. You know, I've had some rollickings off him where, oh, Jesus. Mm. But, you know, I always felt he would put me down on the team sheet next week because you know what I deliver and I would deliver. Mm. Um, and, and that's what our bond was like. It was like, you know, your dad told you off. Yeah. But it doesn't mean in a couple of days he's not going to speak to you or, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'd get a turn off, but then on the match day, I'd perform. Yeah. And that's what he needed to perform, which is a little bit different now. Absolutely. What did he say to you in prison? When he sat, he came to meet you, what did he, what did he, he, he say? Just, look, he, he knew the, the situation I was in. He didn't want to make you know, me feel any bad. So it wasn't anything of, you know, you know what you've done. He was just asking me, are you all right? Have you got everything you need? Um, just, you know, anything, everything you need, the clubs will sort it out. You know, just stay strong. Um, and you know, get yourself out and get yourself training. Fair play, Steve what, Bruce. That yeah, nice I mean that's touch. amazing. I mean, so so you've come out of prison, you go into Birmingham City. 
you're training, you got a tag. Yeah. Was it? Was there elements where you're looking down and just going? Was it? Was was that like a? You know, like a signal to go. This is. I need to get back on the on the right. Yeah, path of here. course, of course. Um, when I had to obviously we had to manage it, so it didn't injure anyone. The FA had to look at it, see if it was. If, if I was like to play with it anyway, so we padded it up in a way we could play. Um, obviously, got a lot of stick, which is that was you know. That that is always going to come. Yeah. Um, from yeah, the fans or no, players? From, from the fans. From the fans. Yeah. And what about the players yeah. you're playing against? Ah, no, the no. players will have a giggle here and there. Right. Um, my curfew was at midnight, which was which was quite. That's not know, a bad. That's curfew, generous. That. Yeah. That's very very generous <laughs> because it was the reason was is because if we play away games in London, we're travelling. You know, yeah. they'd say like we needed to get back in back home in time. Yeah, I did look at it and think, you know, I'm the only player to ever going to be doing this. In football ever, it's not going to happen again. You're not going to, because, you know, the, the professionalism of football now, the, the way players take it serious now and the demands on their body to, mm. to produce, to be an amazing player, you can't live your life like that no more. So, and it was a wake-up call when, you know, you know I just got to regrets and, you know, uh, look back and try and learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. And from there, from mm. Birmingham, <laughs> wow, the move of your dreams. Yeah, uh, obviously my boy or team, it's Liverpool. So when well, 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 I just want to go back because moves come back. It happened to me when I went to Chelsea. It just come, it comes out of nowhere. You're like, is this real? So what was it like? So you've done, you've basically you've you've, you've done prison. You've had an unbelievable season at Birmingham. Was it out of the blue? Was it sort of spoken about and it dragged on? When did you well, find out? It was kind of whispered. You did, you'd read in the papers back then. You'd always look at your stars and your ratings. How you got. Um, and there'll be whispers that, you know, Liverpool are interested. And one of the staff members um, told me that most home games, uh, a scout comes to watch you from Liverpool. Wow. Which the wasn't supposed to tell me that, yeah. but um, it was a friend. Uh, so I knew there was keeping an eye on me. And, and obviously my agent told me, yeah, there is, there is interest there. Yeah. But that was that. Halfway through a game, um, we're playing Liverpool. And Steven Gerrard's in the middle of the park. And the board's on the far side, I'm in the middle. And Stephen's gone, Jayla. And I've just gone, yeah. <laughs> so, Who's your agent? I went, Sky Andrew. Why? Do you know him? He went, nah. And I was like, This is during the game. This is during the game. Yeah, 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 this is during the game. So I'm like, What? You're just going to leave me, like, leave me hanging? So he's like, Ran off. I've gone, Do you want his number? <laughs> Was it about him once he's carried on? You slow down. You better sort of. Hello, Stevie. Come back, Stevie. No way. I've got his number. Um, and he just, we just, we just ignored it. Carried on playing. Didn't really speak after that. And then um, obviously it's halfway through the season. So end of the season, Birmingham get relegated. Doing all, all the pre-season, you know, getting ready for the championship. And then one of the coaching staff comes running out onto the training pitch and says, "You need to go into the change room and call your agent." And I went, oh, Jesus, what have I done? Is that what your first reaction yeah, really? yeah. done? Yeah, what have I done now? I was thinking all the things running through my head, who have I, what have I, who, like, what? So he went, Jay, Sky Andrew went, Jay, get shower, get changed, get to Melwood, FC, Liverpool, Lime Street, wow. as soon as you pop up on Y. Went, Liverpool and Birmingham got a green deal. Oh, yeah, on the side, I was screaming, phone <laughs> dropped. I was like this, I was, I look like Crouchy, you know what I mean? Doing this. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Isn't and it? I ran out to the boys, said like, you know, boys, I'm off. You know what I mean? David Dunn was like, yeah, he was he was raging. <laughs> he was like the star. He wanted yeah. to, yeah, he couldn't get a move. Was it hard to leave Steve Bruce? I didn't even think about it at that time. I just thought Liverpool. Right. Um, I didn't want to be in championship. I didn't want to get relegated. It's my boy team. And I just obviously went out to Steve and I said, Steve, um, thanks. Thanks for everything. It's been a pleasure. I just want to go on when you go to Liverpool, when you sign. I'm assuming the players that are there, Stevie, Carragher's, even the manager, did any of them... Alonso's. Yeah, did, but did any of them sit down or did the manager sort of sit down? Because you've, you've had a reputation before with the yeah. prison and, and there were no undoubtedly the talent that you've got, but did anyone sit down with you and go, listen... Benitez did. Right, so um, it was the it was manager. Before, it was before the pre-season tour when we went away. Yeah. I think went Austria or Switzerland. But he got me in his office and he said, right, get me a piece of paper. 
And he said, I want to write, write all your things that push you in the wrong direction. I want to write all your negative things. Mm. So I was honest. I went going out, drinking, friends and girls. So, and he goes, so how are you going to uh, address this? So I said, well, obviously I won't go out. You know, I'll be more professional. I will choose the right friends. I said, yeah, I just, you know, just change, change my lifestyle a little bit better. And he goes, okay, and we'll, we'll revisit this later on. He did it with Craig Bellamy as well. Oh, so right. obviously Bellamy had a little bit of a history in, yeah. so did, did the same okay. with him. Did it work? God knows what he worked. <clears throat> it didn't work for the first season. <clears throat> yeah. It was only Pepperino who played more games than me. Okay. And that's the year we obviously got to Champions League final and I had an amazing uh, season there. That's unbelievable that. You're thinking you've gone to a club like Liverpool in your first season and a goalkeeper is the only who person. is... Mm. Mm. who always plays every game. He's the only one that's played more games than your likes of Carragher's, Alonso's, Gerrard's, all the yeah. other top players that are there. I mean, that's, that's some feat that is Absolutely. in your first season. Yeah, my, my first game was against Hakkabi Haifi. 1-2-1. But I think I, I set up the goal for, for Belez and I got the Man of the Match award on my first game, which was, which was uh, amazing. Um, but then after the this next season after that, I got a, a terrible injury which was out for three months and then he kind of brushed me back and got me back in and the game I played, I didn't play to, you know, my standard that I should have really, mm. but, you know, I had a stress factor and he kind of rushed it in with a double earner as well. And then from that game onwards, it was, I kind of got left in the pecking order. And then again, my mentality is when I don't, exactly like I said, the self-destruct button starts to get pressed. When I'm not playing, mm. when I think I can be playing, when I know I'm better, or I feel I offer more than Dirk Kite on the right, mm. I should be playing. That's when the, you know, the mental issues start coming in and the self-destruct starts. It's interesting because already when we've been speaking, a lot of it has come through not playing and that self-destruct when not getting that chance. But we've literally just skim got skimmed over a whole season where he's played near enough every game. So what was it like? You're at Liverpool playing for one of the biggest teams in world football. You know, was you still going out? Was it still the same as, was you treating the same as when you was a youngster? Did, did you grow up a bit? I mean, no, what, I definitely, that, I definitely grew up. Obviously, I was, what, 24? So I didn't stop going out because, no. you, you know what I mean? You would get a couple of days off, so I'd, yeah, I did go out, but it wasn't, you know, before games yeah. at Liverpool, I relaxed and I respected how big a club it was and I respected. I was more of an adult and more getting more professional. Mm. Um, and like I said, I was playing every game, so I was happy within my life. Um, the club was doing well when I loved Liverpool, you know, touching the Badger and the Anfield song. Yeah. Um, you never walk alone, always to this day, you know, it brings hairs on the back of your neck, stand up. Um, so, no, that was a good, um, good period of my life. Mm. And, I um, didn't really change too much, um, but again, it's just when I'm not playing and I feel like I should be, and I'm not getting deserved, and then I ain't got the right people around you as well. I did that, like I said, you just being on your own, you just end up, you know, pressing that self-destruct mm. button. Was it actually the alcohol that you used to sort of numb the frustration? It, it wasn't actually the alcohol because I didn't it really was like just going out. It's just going out. It was just going out, having a good time, and then whatever happens after it. It wasn't. You know, because if that was the case, I would have stayed at home and drink. I don't really, you know, people might have said, oh, is he an alcoholic? No, because I could sit at home all week and not do anything. I didn't really like drinking. I didn't like drinking at home. And to this day, I still don't. I don't. I only go out if, if it's a social drink. Right, OK. Or after a little game so of golf. It's more being around people. Yeah. Just not being on your own. On your own, yeah, not being on your own. Yeah. And obviously, growing up as a kid was tough, especially not having a mum around. Yeah. Um, so you, you get you want to fill this void. So you want to just be around people. You want to socialise. You want to be around girls and get that love and feel attention and need attention. So I had a lot of, you know, dark demons growing up as a kid, and you know, which led into my adult life. Yeah. Which obviously is made off the mistakes that I have made, which you know people wouldn't know about. So after that first season, and then when you were out for three months, and you were, you know, you're going out doing what you were doing. What did the other players think? Were they like, oh, here he goes again. He's going back to his old way, sort of thing. Um, I probably, they didn't really, no one really pulled me aside. They're not? Do you wish um, one of them did? Or, or a few of them? Yeah, I wish the, the stature that Cara and Stevie G have got at that club, they run the club. Yeah. You know, they run Liverpool, they're Mr Liverpool. You know, if, if they would have pulled me aside to a, a proper pulling aside and said, look, you need to fix up, you know, you can be a big part of this team. But if you don't, you know, 
we're, we're going to kick you out the door. Yeah. Something along those yeah. lines where Rafa would never approach you. Would never call you in his mm. office. He'll just leave you out. Yeah. And it's quite cold. Cold, yeah. yeah. He, he don't like, like Stephen probably was saying, Carol said, he's not the best man management mm. of, of a manager. That's what Crouch said, yeah. isn't it? Same thing, yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, he's not. So, you, you know, if, even if I was doing something wrong, he wouldn't pull me aside. If I wasn't pulling my weight in training, he wouldn't say. So the only, the only time I hear that, if Stevie's shouting me, if I'm not running back in training, yeah, yeah. Not, that's the only time I know. And someone like you needs that, don't they? Yeah, someone yeah. to tell you, what, Jermaine, need, you're doing yeah. this everyone, wrong. Everyone needs yeah. certain guidance. Some people need an arm around the shoulder. Some people need a stern telling off. You know, everyone reacts, reacts different. Um, but I definitely need someone to maybe tell me off and I'll say, look, you're a good player, look, you're a good kid, you can do this, you can do that. Just help this and, you know, if you need this, it would, have, it would definitely have helped, yeah. but I never really had you that. Just needed some I've had to deal with everything kind of myself. Yeah. But because you, you got caught, you know, once or twice out and stuff like that, and obviously, you know, the prison obviously didn't help, do you think people just went, he's bad news? Never even met you. He's bad. No, don't get, don't get involved with it. 100%. 100% and probably, you know what I mean? I probably make some silly minor mistakes now when they will just automatically uh, say he's bad news. You know, not knowing the individual, what they've gone through, what they've been through, and why they made that mistake in the first place. Um, I will always be probably just on that, and I've always tried to, you know, I've not made it easy on myself. I do make mistakes, but um, I don't, like I said, I don't make it easy, and that tag will always be there. I don't yeah. think I'll ever get rid of it. And have I played to it? To, to do, do I play with it? Do I have to just, do I have, I, have I accepted it and go, right, I'm this bad boy, let's just be this bad boy. Yeah, but you're not, though, are you? Yeah, but no, you're, far yeah, from it. I'm no. far, yeah. far from he's it. He's always the laughing, um, jokey, yeah, like, he's, yeah. he, he, I mean, he's always the one, the happy-go-lucky, maybe not as professional in terms of things that he said yeah. there. Well, and, you admitted it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not a bad person. If I no. go in and change your room, then the, the player's not going to go, oh, he's a bad egg. No, no. they're going to go, he's a right laugh. He's a, he's a right character. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I've never been in a change room where anyone said I'm a bad egg or... You know, I disrupt the t disrupt the team. I wouldn't. I just obviously I'll be annoyed. I'm not playing, but I would probably still be in the changing room, cracking jokes, making people laugh, and doing that. You talk about their changing rooms and cracking jokes. We've both played for Stoke. Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis. What was he like? With you, but uh, in both terms, football-wise, with you, and on a personal level, with you. Um, football terms. I signed on loan, so when you sign on loan, you, you take things with a little, yeah. you know, you, you don't take things to heart too much because you're not my team, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. You, you give it. So, but his style of football was a bit different, yeah. um, but it worked for the, you know, the time he was there and obviously the fans started getting a bit boring of it. But with me, um, it, it was fine. It was fine. Mm. It's only when things start, again, when they won't play him, he was playing Ryan Shotton, the centre-back, right midfield. And I could hear that when I was on the bench, the fans screaming, what are you doing, what are you doing? But he's a very stubborn man. Yeah. But um, why was he doing that? Is that, another, again, another thing, like, old personal thing, or...? It was probably a personal thing, probably because I wasn't running 110 miles an hour in training. Right. Um, which I've, I've never really done. Because I thought, there's players who you can knock on a training pitch, go, oh my God, unbelievable. Yeah. And on a Saturday, you think, well, where they gone? Yeah, but you say that running, I mean, you just look at the goal in the semi-final of the yeah. FA Cup here at Wembley. Yeah. Against when Bolton. You, uh, against Bolton when you run and, was it Kevin Jones? You Kevin Jones, yeah. I took the ball and just, you know, like 20 yards inside our own half. 20, like 15 <laughs> yards from yeah. the box. All the way and Rapid. Slipped him in and we scored. It was, that was probably one of the best moments, I well, it was, the best moments I've had at Wembley and um, for the team. And then obviously we played again against City but just lost 1-0. What was it like coming up against them? Because it was about that time that they was coming into that. Yeah, house. it was tough. It was tough. Um, but I think we gave it, we stood up for ourselves. We gave them a good go. Um, Did you go did, into it thinking we, we can win we just, this? We, 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 look, we went into it thinking we've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Let's just go good and hoe. Let's just, you know, we're not expected to win. The fans no. are not expected to win. No one's expecting to win. But let's just go in. Anything can happen. We knew what happened with uh, Man, uh, Man City and, mm. and Wigan. You know, so we really rallied ourselves up, especially coming off a back of the victory against Bolton 5 0. You know, that gave us a really massive confidence, and the following that we brought to it, it was huge. So we just thought, let's go for it. And we, we did stand up for ourselves that game. And for someone like yourself, who arguably should have been playing, you know, a four man city, do you try extra hard to go, oh, I'm, still, I'm still up there? Yeah, yeah. When I was playing, I always, 
against teams like that, I always try extra. I always try and you know do a little bit more, get on the ball more, even if it's a putting a set piece that can lead to a goal or anything. I always try to when I was at Stoke, try to play as good as a, good as I could do. Maybe get a, get a move to back to another uh, big team. 100%. What, what was it like after that loan move then after Stoke? Because you didn't really... Was it after there that you didn't really kind of say, well, find after, a home as after, such? After, well, after, well, after the loan move, obviously I had to go either go back to Spain because I was on loan yeah. from Zaragoza. Yeah. And they agreed a deal. So, because I did like You couldn't it. go back there. Your car's got parking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't go. Well, exactly, there you go, because Stoke signed me, so I can not go back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously I signed my, my contract with Stoke. And like I said, I, I feel that's my longest time I've stayed at a club, which is five years. Yeah. Um, so I, that was kind of home. It was good, but then, I said, me and Tony kind of, it was like a love-hate relationship mm. with me and Tony. And when it was good, it was great. And when it was bad, you, you know, he made me train with the kids. And I said, don't come in the training rooms when we're training. Um, so it was that kind of relationship. And then... Did that equal with you going out again and stuff like that? And, yeah, well, yeah. obviously, I wasn't playing. I was playing with yeah. under 23s and what else was I going to do? Um, Were then, you quite stubborn as well? <laughs> I'm a little bit stubborn at times, especially when Is I feel like, well, that... You disrespect me, you know, <clears throat> sod you sort of thing. Yeah, I, especially when I feel that I don't, didn't deserve it at the time because I actually didn't. Um, he stopped me from... He wasn't playing me. He was putting me in the stands. He was bringing me to games, putting me in the stands. And I had a loan, meal, loan move to Leeds all sorted. Neil Warnock, I thought, great. Love Neil Warnock, great manager. I think I'd really enjoy playing underneath him. And it's back to my club at Leeds, mm. where I spent one year and the fans loved me there. So I thought, perfect. Not getting on with Stoke, not getting on with Tony, not playing. Amazing. A um, couple of days before, he's pulled the deal. So my agent said, why? Oh, he's going to use you, he's going to use you. Um, so the next weekend, I'm in the stands. And I just... Yeah, just stuff like that. And I just lost my head. And then we just, you know, literally departed ways. So by that time, you've, like, you've had a, a good career now. Yeah. You've still got plenty of legs to go. Yeah. So, so going on from there, like, what, what happened to the last few years? So there was, there was, was India, Singapore, yeah, um, Ricky stint down there. There was a... There was a went to, yeah, India. Wigan? No, in fact, I went to Wigan. Done a, a, a season there, which is, you know, really enjoyed Wigan. Nice little, nice club. Uh, went to Wigan. Then they offered me a deal in the summer. Um, turned it down. And then I was out of contracts. And then I, someone phoned me up about India, saying, look, there's a tournament going on. Um, a lot of money. And at that age, you've got to look after your, yourself mm -hmm. and your family. So, How old were you then? 34. Oh, right. Yeah, 34, 34, so I said, oh, okay, yeah, do it. You, you, you're going to be a marquee player. You're only going to be there for about eight, ten weeks, and you're going to get, you know, X, Y, Z. So I said, oh, where's the paperwork? Outside. So at that time, it literally was yeah. money? Yeah, so yeah. I flat in there. It was a great experience. You know, 60, mm. 70,000 people. You know, Anelka was out there, Lundberg was out there for yeah. different teams, marquee signings. Um, so it was a good experience. And then I came back, and then um, an offer about Singapore. But that was more to do with a project. They wanted to lift the league. Um, okay. And then I was doing a lot of punditry of the Premiership games every weekend as well. So it was more of not just about football, it was about a project and trying to lift the league, get more players into the league yeah. um, from foreign based. Yeah. I just want to get a, an insight of what you think. I'm going to go through three, three topics of them. What a manager! What you thought generally over your career? Managers thought of you. Mm -hmm. Fans thought of you, and what your teammates thought of you. So let's start with managers. What do you reckon? Yeah. Out of everyone, if you had to nutshell them all, what do you reckon that they had to describe you or how they perceive you? What do you, what would you say managers would say? For some about? reason, I would say manager evil would say is unreliable. That's being truthful. Yeah, unreliable. I would say is unreliable. You don't know if he's gonna. You know, be a top professional, or is he going to, you know, or is he going to, you're going to open the papers and you're going to see him mm. on the back page. So I'd say he's, he's unreliable. Okay. Maybe attitude, probably throw a bit of dash of attitude in there, you know, a bit of soul bait. <laughs> um, they might say that. Um, what, about, what about fans? Fans, I'm not going to swear, but, you know, I think there'll be a lot of swearing going on. 
What do you say? What is that? My own fans or opposite fans? Yeah, just for your, let's say your opposite own fans. fans. No, let's say your own fans. Because yeah. everyone gets yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah. So your own fans. Because you uh, are there to excite. And let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I think own that. fans would, would, you know, most teams that I've played for have, have really, you know, said, well, we loved you on our wing. You've done so much for us. And then you'll get someone who'll probably say, you know, one consistent enough. Mm. Which, you know, sometimes you can ag- would agree. When your teammate yeah. playing great, it's hard to, you know, you look at Liverpool right now. The, some players you could say they're not consistent but yeah. but majority of them I would say yeah what a good player yeah. you know his, his set pieces his deliveries his crossing would say that and more importantly teammates teammates ah I think teammates would love me no, you can <laughs> answer the question you can answer <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I, think, I think teammates would say no it's, it's a joy to have around the place yeah um, definitely absolute lunatic a character um, but I, I don't think they would say oh I wouldn't like him in our dressing room because no. he would you know, ruin or spoil and, you know what I mean? Because I've never been like that and no. I won't do that. 100%. So, uh, going on your career, people might think this is a stupid question, but do you think you fulfilled your potential? I, now, I see your potential mm. when we first met, when we was 15 and going for Arsenal, and people say, well, can you ask that if he's played for Liverpool when he's done Man of the Match in Champions League final. final? But I still feel you could have you gone on. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's two ways I've looked at this. Um, have you had a good career from where I came from? Absolutely. Have I fulfilled it from where I have came from? Absolutely. But have my potential for what if I'd done everything right? No. Mm. 100% no. I definitely could have played for England. Um, the week before my drink driving incident, Arsenal was going to offer me a £20,000 a week contract. Gee. I knew, I knew, and at the time I was on, you know, was on little money mm. then because we were just youth team academy players. And then that's when they agreed to deal with Birmingham. So if that didn't have happened, I would have probably been at Arsenal for longer. And at the, that time, they were the top team in the world, in the Europe, mm, should yeah. we say. So if you're playing in there, what, who knows what could have, what could have happened. And do you look back with regrets? Um, I look back with regrets, uh, yeah, the drink driving definitely regrets, but um, I think everything happens for a reason. And, I, you know, if I'm going to take everything away from it, I played for my boyhood club, I've had a dream. Played for Liverpool, played in the Champions League. My other dream was play for England. Didn't happen, but at least I've had two of them. So, you know, there is regrets, but again, some just memories. Top man, mate. Well, this has been a memory, Yeah. Top man, brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Pleasure, Cheers. There you go. Thanks again to Jermaine for sitting down with Tubes and Sids on lifting the lid on the official Emirates FA Cup podcast and being so open about an amazing career of ups and downs. Next week, we've got Ian Wright. Wrighty's one of the greatest to play the game, a hero of most of the other players we've spoken to and the most down-to-earth, good-hearted football fan you could hope to meet. We can't wait for you to hear this one as he talks about going from grassroots to FA Cup glory. For now, if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your pods to make sure you don't miss us. And if you're enjoying it, then please leave a rating and review. It really does make a difference. See you next week for Mr. Ian Wright. Ian Wright.